RadioInfluence.com. Welcome, 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 welcome back to Life in the Fast Lane. Hosted by me, your boy, Mr. Black Moses. How is everybody doing out there this week? How is everybody doing? Your boy's doing grand as always. I am doing grand. I hope you are as well. Listen, man, listen. A lot of chatter, a lot of chatter in the industry this week. A lot of chatter. Last week, we talked about how number 99, Jorge Lorenzo, was retiring from professional GP racing. And, you know, he had his last ride at the final round of the 2019 season at Valencia. And, you know, it's, you know, it, you know, it's. It's bittersweet, bittersweet. You know, he, I, and I talked about last week that I had uh, social interactions with Jorge and I liked him. He was a, he was a cool guy to me. Uh, We got along, of course, you know, he had, I, I think the word is polarizing. He had a polarizing effect on a lot of people, but neither here nor there. He was cool with me. I was cool with him. It was, you know, it was it was always cool to see each other. There was a, a mutual respect and acknowledgement. Uh, as I as I say, Rad recognizes Rad. So it'll be it's it'll be different without him in the paddock next year. Um, and for a hot second, for a hot minute, the question was, well, who? Who is going to join the eight-time world champion Mark Marquez at Repsol Honda? Who? And then the announcement came. The announcement came that his brother Alex would be joining him at Repsol Honda in 2020. The brothers Marquez are taking over the Honda Repsol MotoGP garage. Now, let's keep it 100. Let's keep it 100. Alex is very talented. You know, he just won the championship in Moto2. Um, so you can't, you can't, you can't disregard his level of ability. Does he have what it takes to run with the big dogs in the premier class? We will find out. We will see. But, you know, the dude sitting across from him in the garage it happens to be eight-time world champ. And if genetics have anything to do with anything, I think that Alex has a great opportunity to show what he can do. I don't see him in the 2020 premier class. I don't see him. I will give him, I'd like to be optimistic and say, you know what, I think he's going to bang some top 10 top 10 finishes maybe he might get a top five if he puts it on the podium whoo i would be surprised i don't think it's going to happen but the contract is for one year the contract as it sits now is for one year so to have the brothers marquez at repsol honda for the 2020 if nothing else i'm going to tune in just to watch could you can you imagine what that conversation is going to be like around the Marquez household, depending on who places where and who does what. 
you got to wonder that it's just going to be a very, very exciting time on the track, off the track, in the paddock, out of the paddock, socially, uh, domestically. It's going to be a very exciting time for the Marquez brothers and their father, who we all see, we all know. And I can just he's got to be so proud. But I got to I also have to imagine that his stress level has just gone through the roof. But you know what? Hard work, dedication. It pays off. Congrats to Alex Marquez for getting that seat next to his brother, Mark Marquez. Uh, you know, the Moto 2 champion and the current reigning Moto GP champion eight times. Marquez brothers doing the damn thing for Repsol Honda 2020 Moto GP. It's the real deal. I will be watching courtesy of my friends at BN Sports. You guys all know if I can't be at the races, I'm watching the races at BN Sports. Shout out to my family over there. They know how they get down and how we get down. It's all love. Your boy Black Moses appreciates you. Moving on, moving on. The 2019-2020 International Motorcycle Show kicks off this week, Long Beach, California. It's, you know, and I've got such a rich history with that tour, with the IMS tour. Going back to my days when I was working with big brother Jason Britton and I was his announcer for Team No Limit when I was a member of Team No Limit. Once a member, you pretty much, you know, always a member. Um, well, you know, let me take that back. That's not true in all cases, but <laughs> let's keep it 100. Um, you know, I was recently called back into service. I was called out of retirement. You know, I tried to get out and they, they pulled me back in. Uh, and that was for this past year's clutch control event where Big Brother Jason had me rock the microphone once again. And it felt good. It felt good. I feel good with a mic in front of my face. Running my mouth is not a problem. Can do. Have mic will talk. That's just how I get down. Um, but <laughs> the IMS, it's a great show. Uh, we've talked about. Uh, the AIM Expo in previous shows. We've talked about ICMA in previous shows. And the cool thing about the International Motorcycle Show is that that tour goes coast to coast. It starts off this weekend, as I mentioned, uh, Long Beach, California. And it's kind of a great press situation because they show a lot. of. It's the first stop for a lot of bikes that have come out at ICMA, it's their first U.S. stop. So it's a great opportunity for people who are attending that event to see bikes the first time, for the first time in the U.S., bikes that they may, may have read about or seen in great magazines such as Sport Bikes, Inc. Mag, www.sportbikesincmag.com for anybody checking. Um, but there's a lot of uh, great bikes that are coming over that will make their U.S. debut at the Long Beach IMS show and that kicks off this weekend, this weekend, okay, Long Beach, California. If you're looking for discount tickets, if you're looking for discount tickets to the IMS show, the entire tour, you can use code SB20, SB20, that's SB, the number two and the number zero. And on that note, Welcome to Life in the Fast Lane, y'all. Let's ride. 
Listen, man, listen. Okay, okay. We are coming up on Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving, and, uh, you know, I am, I've always considered myself a very grateful person. I've always been big on giving propers where propers were due and, and giving thanks. And I thought it would, it would be so ever so appropriate for me to take a moment or two to give thanks to, you know, being that it's, you know, all right, you know what, let's just call it what it is. This is Life in the Fast Lanes 2019 Thanksgiving episode. And I just want to say thank you to a couple of things, couple of people. And, uh, you know, I think it's apropos. It's a- ever so apropos to uh, acknowledge those individuals, people, groups, organizations, pieces of equipment, technology, machines, whatever that have enriched my life and that allow me to do what I do and to be who I be. You dig? Um, But Black Moses did not just happen, okay? Black Moses happened is a, I am a culmination of several years of working through and with and for uh, individuals uh, and 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 just there's there's been time spent in the game and I am ever so thankful to those who have helped along the way. Um, it, it's important. For, it's important for me to give propers. You know, it, it's very important to know those to acknowledge to acknowledge those people who have given opportunities or made way for, I think made way for, if, if that makes sense in any way, shape or form. Um, but I want to get into that. I want to talk about a couple of things, a couple of people. So right off the bat, let's just get into it. I am thankful. I am thankful for motorcycles. <laughs> Maybe the most obvious But there's, you know, I'm really, I am thankful for two-wheeled motorized machines. They, you know, I am, I've, I've talked about my earliest journeys, my, my beginnings, and that's often in terms of my relationship with motorcycles. And when we have guests on the show and we talk to them about uh, their bike life and how things began, that's a very important thing to acknowledge and to understand how someone began their life in terms of motorcycles. Usually, I would say nine times out of 10, there's always some type of revealing story. There's some type of uh, moving the needle story. There's a, there's an epiphany that occurs the first time someone acknowledges the importance or impact, importance and impact that motorcycles have had on their lives. And for me, motorcycles have given me, have afforded me the peace of mind that in this chaotic, in this chaotic 
world, this society that we're in, and this it's so polarized. It's so there's so many, man. I mean, I don't really care what your political background is. I don't care what your race is. If you ride a motorcycle, all that bullshit that separates us goes away and where you, you where we become unified, we're united for our love of two wheels. And that supersedes anything else. It really does. And if, if you don't believe me, if you don't believe me, the next time that you have an opportunity to go to a motorcycle event, okay, a lifestyle event, and you go and uh, or you go to a track day or you go to a race, if you go to any type of uh, festival celebration of motorcycles, look around, look around and you'll see the most important thing there is the motorcycle, not the color of skin, not the creed, not the any. It all goes away. It all goes away. Our global passion for motorcycles has allowed us to cross over into different what 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 would be color barriers or political barriers it all goes away look it, it, I, as i mentioned i don't care i don't care look, if you are a rider and i'm a rider we're riders boom there's no white riders there's no black riders there's no yellow riders and so on and so forth you ride you ride and that that is because of the impact and importance that motorcycles has on society. Things are really, really sour right now. I would I'm keeping I'm keeping 100. We there's so much bullshit going on right now. Not just not, I can say in our country and I'm a patriot. I'm a patriot. I love my country. I love it. Um, I and I've traveled the world and I would still rather live here than anywhere else. But you can't deny no matter what side you're on or if you're on a side or not on a side, you can't deny you can't deny that there's a lot of fuckery going on right now. It, it just is what it is. It doesn't matter. It's not about who's right. It doesn't matter who's wrong. It's about, I mean, that's another show. That's a whole, that's another show. But we're talking about the climate that exists now, the climate that we are dealing with right now. It's very muddy. It's very clouded. It's very, as I mentioned, polarizing. Either you're for or against whatever. And you know, I don't care. I am a motorcyclist and I am reminded of that every time I throw a leg over my bike, I turn that key or I push that button and I go. When I twist that throttle, when I twist that throttle, it all goes away. The only problem I have at that point is making sure I have enough fuel in my tank, which is never an issue, and how I'm going to negotiate through traffic as I'm heading out to my open road. That's what I'm that's you know, that's what I'm dealing with. That's what I'm dealing with. 
when I'm at the track, the only thing I'm concerned about is making sure that I'm hitting my apexes, that I'm not turning in too early, uh, applying enough brake pressure. And then before making sure I can see my exit, um, making sure that I'm getting my downshifts right. Those are the things that consume me and I love it. Everything else goes away. Everything else goes away. And I am thankful for motorcycles in general. I'm thankful for motorcycles. Moving on. Next on the list of things that Black Moses is thankful for. Gear. Gear. I'm talking about helmets. I'm talking about jackets. I'm talking about boots, gloves, undersuits, balaclavas. (laughs) Balaclavas. I love saying that word. Um, And it seems like a really big word for a simple piece, simple but effective article of gear. Uh, But it's I am appreciative and I give props to the apparel companies and the safety gear companies. Uh, Shout out to Icon Motorsports. They since day one, day one. They have kept me looking right. They keep Black Moses looking tight when I'm on twos. You dig? Um, I, I'm so grateful for the... And there's a synergy between Icon and myself. And we've talked about that numerous times on numerous occasions. That the style and effectiveness and the appearance and the form of their... Streetwear and their track apparel, helmets, gloves, boots. Man, it just it really it it resonates. There's like I said, there's a synergy there. It makes sense for me. It makes sense for my body type. And they make sure that your boy, Mr. Black Moses, is is safe. Now, additionally and additionally, I have to give propers propers to D3O. D3O, if you guys have ever looked inside of, and there are in a few other brands, but if you've ever looked inside of any Icon apparel jackets or uh, anything and you've seen the, the orange armor, it's like it's orange in the elbows, uh, in, the, in the shoulders or in the back of any Icon jacket, you're going to see an orange armor. That's D3O. D3O is a company out of Croydon uh, in London, just, actually just in England, it's Croydon, England, which is just outside of London. They're a UK company. Um, I've been working with them for a number of years and they make the smart armor, the smart armor. And it basically allows you to be comfortable, it, you know, when you're wearing your apparel, when you're wearing your jackets, you know, you don't want to have this hard armor. You know, armor is going to do its job. If you have a moment or an off on the bike, you want to make sure that you're it's not just having the jacket on, but having the armor inside the jacket to protect you and your bones. That's important. It's an important partnership between the apparel and the armor inside. So what D3O has is this what I call a smart armor. It's soft and flexible until there is a moment of impact. And at that moment of impact, it stiffens 
and allow it, 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 it you know, it tightens up, so to speak, um, to protect you. But only at that moment of impact, it gets hard to keep you safe. You dig? So uh, that's what that that partnership is between armor and apparel and D3O and Icon have for me, your boy, Mr. Black Moses. That's that partnership right there that I feel safe. I feel it's one less thing that I have to think about. All armor, all apparel is not created equal. But it's important. It's important that you do your research and find the kit that works best for you. For me, it's Icon and D3L. It works. Um, It saved my skin a few times. I mean, I've had some offs. I've had offs on the track. I've had offs on the street. It, It happens. It happens. But knowing that I am protected by D3L, I'm protected by Icon, allows me to enjoy my ride that much more. Because I realized if something does happen, I'm wearing the best pieces of kit that's going to protect me at that moment of impact. So I can control and be aware of my riding, but there are outside forces. There are people in cages, (laughs) rolling cages that are oblivious to us riders sometimes, more times than not. Nine times out of 10, when there's a, a car to bike impact, the first thing or one of the first things that the driver of the car says is, I didn't see them. I didn't know they were there. Okay, so that's, you know, and that's, again, that's another show. But because of that realistic fact, that is a statistic, because of that, yeah, yeah, I'm thankful for the apparel, for the gear, all the gear, all the time. I see people out, man, if I see people on Instagram and on social media, we've talked about this before, and they're just out there with living what they think is their best bike life. In my opinion, they look like morons. They're idiots. I'm going to say it. They're idiots. If you are out there riding and you got skin showing, guys and girls, <laughs> Guys and girls, if you are riding, and I'm talking about actual riding at speed, at a decent clip, and you got skin showing, I think you're a moron. I don't think I know. You're a moron. I question what are you doing it for? You're doing it for the attention or you're doing it for the likes? You're not doing it for the life. You're doing it for the likes. And that's wrong. I'm saying, I'm telling you, that's wrong. You want to be in this bike life for life. You don't want to do it just to, you know, I don't grand opening, grand closing. I've seen people who who started riding one like at the beginning of a summer and by the end of the summer. Oh, it's a wrap selling my bike, whatever, whatever. You know why? Because maybe it wasn't for them. And that might have been the smartest thing for them to realize, OK, this is not for me. Shit gets real, real quick. So when I see people who aren't wearing apparel, proper gear. Okay, I, I I question their motives. I question their motives, but I also question whether or not if they understood or had a moment to appreciate the joys of apparel, the joy. How can you deny that looking like a superhero is anything less than rad? It's so rad. It's the raddest thing ever. When I get on my bike, I look like a superhero. You can't tell me I don't. Look at my Instagram. 
Mr. Black Moses, look at it. Tell me I don't look like no people. People have said that I look like Blade, <laughs> the Wesley Snipes version. Okay, I'm good with that. I'm good with that. That was a good movie series. I'm saying, okay. And Wesley Snipes doesn't get his props for bringing. Yeah, remember before the Marvel Cinematic Universe, Blade is actually a Marvel character. Okay, so Blade One, Blade Two, Blade Three, all great movies, and had motorcycles in all of them. Go watch them. Great movies. We should do a show on some of the most uh, on some of the films that have had low that have had low key motorcycle presence or appearance or impact. Mental note noted. Moving on. Wait, wait. I just for the record, gear. Thank you. Motorcycles. Thank you. Gear. Thank you. Looking like superheroes while riding a motorcycle. Thank you. Technology. Let's talk about technology. Motorcycle technology has come such a long way. And I remember I had a conversation recently with someone who was uh, they're mulling over their next motorcycle purchase and we got into a conversation about technology and where things are in, in terms of the electronics package uh, packages that are offered on most modern any motorcycle that's come out in the last three years has a decent package and they just keep improving and approving you know building on that platform um, but for the most part in my opinion my professional opinion, everybody's pretty much coming out with a solid electronics package and that technology. And I'm talking about everything from everything that enhances the rider usability and the rider experience. That could be the the full color TFT display on the dash. Um, The information that's available to you about the bike and you and how you're doing, what you're doing, lean angles, uh, uh, GPS tracking, all that stuff, man. Um, ABS, uh, every, look, shift assist, all of that information, traction control, wheelie control, uh, stoppy control, all those things are pretty much across the board relevant to today's motorcycle technology. So the manufacturers are up on that. And there used to be an argument like, well, who's really riding the bike? Are you riding the bike or is the computer riding the bike and all these rider assist? And honestly, who cares? At this point, it doesn't matter. I am thankful for motorcycle technology. And I remember the first time that I experienced cornering ABS, cornering ABS, man. (laughs) For me, for me, that was a game changer, not just in the in the reality that the bike was working in tandem with you, which you could you could have the throttle open and you could be leaned over going through the corner, through the turn. But the bike would give you the power necessary, regardless of if how wide you had the throttle open, the bike's computer, the CPU would communicate with everything else in the bike, figuring out, okay, this is the point that we're leaned over. This is the speed that we're traveling at. This is how much power is being asked of us. This is how how much power, this is how much power we can handle at this lean angle, at this speed, and at these road conditions. Mm, Let's give it, let's give him what he's asking for when he can handle it. 
Until that moment, we're going to keep it right here. Oh, okay. All right. He's starting to straighten up a little bit. Let's give him a little bit more. Oh, okay. Give him full, full steam ahead. Okay. That, that's probably a really bad metaphorical translation of what happened during cornering ABS. But when you experience it, you will know what I'm talking about. It's a very marvelous thing. And if you know what's going on with the bike, if you know what's going on with the technology, you can't help but to marvel at it. You can't help. Um, some of the greatest bikes that, in my opinion, in the last two years, in the last two years, ooh, the Ducati, Panigale V4, and any suffix, all right, could be the S, the R, what it are, that the technology in that bike is ridiculous. The BMW S1000 RR 2020, oh, forget it. Those to me, to me, those bikes, the technology involved, and I know that the other manufacturers are right there. I'm just saying the ones, those two bikes resonated with me when I got off, when I finished my session, you couldn't tell me, Nathan, you could not tell me that I was not out there getting it. Um, that technology, motorcycle technology, it's, it's making better riders. It's making better riders. And somebody might argue with me and say, no, it's not. But I believe it is because it's making the world of motorcycling more accessible. It be, it's more accessible to people who thought that they could not to have the ability to have those rider assist to help you as you learn and you progress. And if you choose to knock down how much the bike is assisting you. OK, and that's the thing. These are adjustable settings you can turn down for what that was corny. I'm sorry, but you know what I'm saying? You can turn down the assist or how much the bike is aiding you. You can adjust the ABS. You can adjust the traction control. You can adjust wheelie control or launch control. These are all things that you can adjust. So, that, you know, that in itself makes motorcycle technology a grand thing. It's a grand thing. Um, and I'm thankful for it. So thank you, motorcycle technology. Moving on. Track days. <sighs> Black Moses is thankful for track days. And here's why. Here's why. I learned how to ride on the streets, but I didn't become a rider until I, I'll say, let me say that again before I say that. I learned how to ride motorcycles on the streets, streets, back roads, that that's, you know, that's su suburbs of Philly, Philadelphia proper. You know, that's how, that's where Black Moses was raised on motorcycles. But I did not become a rider until my first track day. I did not become my first rider until I did not become a rider until my first track day. It was 2005 was my first track day is it was with team promotion and it was at Pocono East Pocono East. That day I became alive that day. I became a rider. Okay. And that, and, and, and everything changed for me. There's some people who do track days and, that's it. They leave the streets. They never ride the street again. And they focus their energy on 
riding the track. And that's cool. I dig that. For me, it made me want to ride more. And it allowed me to, to learn, to learn things in a safe environment. Everybody's going in the same direction. Instead of having two or three lanes, you have basically maybe six or seven uh, lanes. The width of the track, you have the whole, the width of the, of the asphalt is at your beck and call. Uh, understanding what happens when you do this and when you, it just, it just allowed, it broadened my horizon of what riding could be what it should be. Okay. That it just, it became part of my life. It became part of my educational process as a rider, as a motorcyclist. So what I was learning on the track actually made me a safer street rider. I knew what my bike would do under certain situations because of situations or uh, conditions riding on the track. I was able to push my machine in a safe environment to its true or close to close to its true potential in a in you know on a closed riding course. You don't want to experiment in traffic because there's other elements at play. So if you want to experiment and learn about your bike and yourself and push your element, push that envelope to becoming the next level of rider that you can be, the track is the place for it. And I still ride on the street. I'm a commuter. I still do street. I still uh, uh, participate in street rides. You know, I'm I'm a I'm a biker, true and true, through and through. But when I want to learn, when I want to learn more, when I want to do more. There's a time and a place for everything. When I want to push it, when I want to push it, I take it to the track. Now, if I'm in traffic and I need to get the hell out of Dodge, I know how to get the hell out of Dodge. And I'm more comfortable with getting the hell out of Dodge because of the knowledge that I have ascertained at track. And I still do uh, track schools. I've I've done the Penguin Road Race School. Okay. I've done... uh, Jason Pridmore's Star School, okay? I've California Superbike School. I've done uh I've I do you go to school, you get your education on. I do a lot of riding with the Riders Club at New Jersey Motorsports Park. That's my home track. Shout out to New Jersey Motorsports Park and the Riders Club. Sport Bike Sync Magazine, my publication is the official media partner of the Riders Club. And if you're in the tri-state area, in the quad state area, please check out the Riders Club at New Jersey Motorsports Park. I am ever, ever so grateful for track days. Thank you. Black Moses appreciates you. Moving on. Moving on. Racing. Motorcycle racing. The sport of motorcycle racing. Racing. I am ever so thankful for racing. We could get into the individual stars and athletes, but let's just talk about the overall sport of motorcycle racing. There is, as a fan, as a spectator, as a journalist, as an insider, as a participant, as someone, as a promoter, as a marketer, as someone who is involved on the level that I'm involved with everything from everyone from MotoGP, shout out to Dorna, my people at World Superbike, uh, my people at Moto America, my people at CCS Wera, and so on and so forth. 
There is nothing like being at a race. The energy is, oh, it's palpable. It's palpable. You can taste it. You can feel it. It vibrates off of your skin. Like you can just, oh man, there is nothing like being at a race. There is nothing like race weekend. And for me, you know, I enjoy a Moto America race weekend. I enjoy a world superbike race weekend. But it gets no rilla. It gets no rilla. That's a word, rilla. It gets no rilla than a MotoGP weekend. And that itself, it's, oh man. I remember when MotoGP was at Indianapolis and I shot a pilot for what was then the television show Life in the Fast Lane. You can find it on YouTube. Uh, Google Life or, or go to YouTube search bar. Look at Life in the look for Life in the Fast Lane, and it the episode title, the pilot title is called The Last Ending. Um, I should re, I should pop that back, get that back up into circulation. So I will uh, throw a link up for that. Um, that Indianapolis, that was it, man. That was and when MotoGP came to Indianapolis and there was the whole town, the city of Indianapolis celebrated all things two wheels. The track coordinated with the municipality to host an event called Motorcycles on Meridian. And I'm talking about maybe for 10 blocks downtown Indianapolis, it it was only open to motorcycles. It was a 10 block motorcycle bike night party lifestyle party. It was great. And it was multiple nights, Friday night, Saturday night. It was, and then just the whole business district, the downtown Indianapolis scene. It was just great, man. It was so, it was such a great vibe. That city, the city, shout out to the city of Indianapolis. They just embraced motorcycles. They embraced the sport, the athletes and the spectators and the fans. It was for that time. It was our motorcycle Mecca. We had the top riders in the universe coming to the U.S. and ascending upon the city of Indianapolis and the glory and the magic that happened. Oh, it was, it's never to be duplicated. It's, it was just a magical time, magical time. Then they moved on. They stopped having, you know, for political reasons, whatever. It's none of my business. It is my business, but you know, I wasn't in the room when it happened. So I don't know. I won't speak on it. I know what I know. And that's good enough for me, but <sighs> MotoGP then moved to Texas Austin, Texas, Circuit of the Americas. Um, you know, wait, before I say that, I mean, MotoGP also used to happen at uh, Laguna Seca in Monterey, California. Great time, great time. But, but now, Coda, Austin, Texas. <sighs> that event, that event at that track, we, we have a newer track. We have a newer sitting, so to speak. It, there's something magical, more magical that happens during the Coda 
during the Austin, Texas, during that stop of MotoGP. And I'm not saying it just because the Sport by Sync magazine MotoGP weekend kickoff party happens every Friday night, the <laughs> Friday night before uh, the race weekend is actually the kickoff party to the weekend. Um, that's a big part of it. But there's something about that. Oh, the air changes. The air is different. Um <sighs> April, April, the first week of April, I'm going to check my calendar real quick. The first week of April is the 2020 round, uh, the U.S. round of MotoGP. Um, and it's already cooking up. It's already cooking up year after year, year after year. The party, if you want to, if we can use that term, the party of MotoGP, uh, it, it, as it ascends upon the city of Austin and the surrounding uh, counties, it, you know, it's every year it turns up and take the, it, the notches just keep. Woo. It's amazing. I recommend right now. I recommend right now that if you have not been to a MotoGP event, you need to get to Austin First week of April, I believe it's the second, third and fourth. Somebody correct me if I'm wrong, but please don't don't meet me there. Beat me there. Beat me there. I'll see you. I will see you. Black Moses will be all over the building. I'll be Black Moses will be will be next to the building, in the building, around the building. I will be all over the city of Austin, Texas at the track. Shout out to my family at Dorna. Shout out to my family that just everybody involved with MotoGP. Um we got some things cooking for you this year. We got some things cooking for you this year. But I digress. The sport of motor, motorcycle racing, I am grateful for. Thank you. Thank you. You know, and before I move on, before I move on, motorcycle racing, MotoGP, World Superbike, Moto America, I have been able to meet some of the most incredible people in the world, in the universe, because of the sport of motorcycling, the sport of motorcycle racing, the competition. I, and, and, and that in itself is a very special thing. I've met a lot of people. I've become friends with a lot of people. Uh, my personal social network has grown. And I'm ever so and I'm ever so grateful for all of my, you know, not just not associates. I'm talking about friends and family. I don't want to start naming names because I'll be here forever. But some of them have been on the show. Some of them I've already talked about or, you know, made reference to. But there's so many people that I have uh, that have become part of the Black Moses family or friends of Black Moses because of the sport of motorcycle racing. And that's a very special thing. That's a very special thing. I told somebody last week that motorcyclists, racers, regardless, regardless of what level they're racing at, they throw one leg over the bike at a time. There's nobody levitating or teleporting onto the bike. They get on their bikes one leg at a time. And that's the same way that we all get on our bikes one leg at a time. And uh, when you, when you, when you comprehend that, if you, if you, if you're picking up what I'm putting down motor 
I don't know why I'm having trouble saying that today. Motorcycle races are humans. As much as they are aliens, they are very much humans. So um, I'm grateful. I'm grateful for the opportunities that motorcycle racing has afforded me. And, you know, what's that, what was that book by Dr. Seuss? Oh, the places you'll go like motorcycle racing, motorcycles in general have taken me to some of the most incredible places and experiences. And I'm grateful for it. So thank you. Thank you. Moving on. Last, but definitely not least. Black Moses is thankful for my family and my friends that tolerate me (laughs) as I pursue all things two wheels and sometimes three. I mean, my my family is my backbone. So I to my beautiful wife, my beautiful wife, Stacy, I love you and thank you for tolerating me and putting up with me and my crazy travel schedules and knowing that when I'm frustrated, you just basically throwing the keys at me and telling me to go for a ride. Everything that everything and in every way, how you support me. Thank you so much. You know, it's I I can't thank you, but my plan is to show you how much I appreciate you. You know what I mean? I can say thank you, but those are words. The best way I can say thank you is to show you how much I appreciate you. So thank you so much, babe. And I love you. And, you know, we're just going to keep on keeping on. You dig Um, my family, my mama, my daddy, my Man, y'all, you guys have put up with me since day one, and I don't know how you did it. Um, but <laughs> and I'm saying that as a father now. Um, look, you know, thank you. Uh, my kids, yo, my Bubba and my Grady, you guys are, you know, you guys are amazing. You guys are amazing. So just keep on, keep it on, and 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 thank you for, you know allowing me or, or tolerating or putting up with me and my travels and, and when daddy's got to work and you guys, you know, you hold it down. And so thank you. I appreciate and love you. Um, all my friends, my friends, you know, who know what, I, <laughs> how tough I can be or how focused I can be or how erratic I can be. I try not to be irrational, but sometimes, you know, it happens. I'm not a role model. I tell people all the time, Black Moses is not a role model. Um, But my friends that hold me down, my friends that I can talk to, that I do talk to and that I share my life experiences with and who offer me advice and help me figure things out, you know, I really do appreciate you and and thank you. Thank you. Um, I'm thankful. How can you not be? How can you not be thankful? Give propers where propers are due and propers just might find their way back to you. I just made that up. That's dope. That's dope. You know, I should stop while I'm ahead right there because that was dope. I'm not going to repeat it. I said it. Um, If you want to hear it again, (laughs) hit that 15 second backwards button and you can hear it again. But I think that was pretty hot. That was pretty hot. Woo! I love you all. Listen, Black Moses appreciates and thanks you all. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Give thanks, give propers. You dig? 
Well, that's our show for this week. Listen, man, I want to say thank you to you all who have been rocking with Life in the Fast Lane since episode one. And, you know, I'm I'm ever so grateful and ever so thankful for you guys and gals who are tuning in and, and, and who have subscribed and who are forwarding and sharing links and for all my guests that have been on the show and all my guests that will be on the show and everybody who's supporting the show since day one. Shout out to my producers, Jason and Jerry, the team at RadioInfluence.com. Truly appreciate you guys for tolerating me and putting up with me. <laughs> <laughs> inside joke that's not so inside. I appreciate and love you guys. Thank you so much. Listen, man, please follow the show on Instagram at Life in the Fast Lane Official, on Twitter at L I T F L Official, and on Facebook at Life in the Fast Lane Podcast. Please hit that like, hit that share, hit that subscribe button, drop a comment, tell us what you like, tell us what you don't like, tell us what you love, what you want to hear more of. Please, 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 let's keep the engagement going. Let's increase engagement. Let's have more communication. Let's have more conversation. You dig? If you think that you would be a great guest on the show, please hit us up. Hit us with a DM. Hit us with a comment. Look, you never know. You might be on the other end of this microphone. You dig? We will be right back here next Friday with an all-new episode of Life in the Fast Lane, hosted by me, your boy, Mr. Black Moses. I'm gone. This is a Landry Football Quick Fix on Radio Influence. Another news that was brought up that I haven't really gotten into in any of my platforms and really don't care to, but I feel a little bit of obligation to do it is the workout of Colin Kaepernick and the circus atmosphere that took place. This was done in the event of litigation of a collusion case that no one had decided this guy. Well, there was a workout that the league did something that is unprecedented. We had a workout. 25 teams showed up, but we're not going to. Colin Kaepernick says, we're not going to have this workout here. We want to go somewhere else where the media can see it and do it. Well, the league, the Falcons, set it up, had it all done. And, again, it was a dog and pony show. So, less teams attended. They did. Then there becomes the brouhaha about a waiver that he signed. Again, more propaganda that's coming out. So, you know out there, every player that works out, signs an injury waiver. Every single one. I've done hundreds of them. And that's the first thing you do. You sign it. You file it. That's that. There's no workout before he even change into his workout clothes. It's signed. Okay? So, again... The uninformed will say, oh, they made him sign a waiver. What is that? They make everybody sign a waiver. Everybody that works out signs a waiver. The Landry Football Podcast with veteran scout and coach Chris Landry can be found on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, Google Podcasts, and RadioInfluence.com.